Wow. Let me get all that I need. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Quickly, show me your smiles. I can see them right through your masks. I can see them. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, people on Zoom, YouTube. I want to make sure I cover everybody. Uh, <laughs> it's a, there's a list now of people. So good to see all of you. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. You know, for so long we were out because of uh, COVID. We were waiting to get vaccinated. And because I had my heart procedure, I, had a, I was a little bit more uh, scared, if you will. And uh, that's what I was told. Um, sometimes, you know, we listen to the voice of those who know. And, uh, and so we stayed away for a while. We were doing Zoom. But uh, you look uh, quite different in person. And uh, I'm so glad to see you all. So um, I don't know about you, but he's here. His presence is here already. Thank you, worship team. That was amazing. And, uh, you know, especially when we sing words like, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. You never failed me yet. And yet we forget it so many times. So I'm going to share a little bit of, uh, I guess it's part testimony. I love testimony. So it's part of the testimony where I've been this year, what I believe God is doing in my life, and uh, how I forgot to look for him, and, but yet he was still looking for me. So I don't know. Does that make sense? So I actually, my wife goes, they need a title. They need a title. I don't know what the title is, but I, we gave it a title. So the title is Trust in the Lord Again. Does that make sense? All right. So um, let me, uh, the scripture verse that I want to use as a frame of reference is Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. So it reads, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And... Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Let's pray. Lord, do I believe that this is an appointed time for me to share? I pray that your anointing goes before me, that your children will be Confident, encouraged, and set free and brought closer to you. Holy Spirit, we trust you. Have your way and do what only you can do. We thank you for being among us. You are ever so real. You are ever so close. Bless us today. Amen. All right. So did you hear my inflection on the and... So if you were here last week, Pastor Bill preached an amazing word. You know, some words like go deeper than others, at least for me. They all do, but some deeper, okay? So, uh, and he preached this like uh, one verse out of Mark 11, where 
when we pray and believe according to God's will, we can receive. But it said, and you had to go see your brother if you had unforgiveness in your heart. So there's an end that connected the two. So here, again, we see this end. So the trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You can't do both. Uh, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And then he will direct your paths. So let's keep that in mind as we go through this message. Well, my testimony. Or whatever God wants to say. You know, I was preparing yesterday, and uh, so I'm like all over the place. I'm like, oh, my God, there's so much to say. Uh, maybe I'll do it in two. I don't even know who I am anymore. In two messages. I know, we'll see what happens. And uh, <laughs> so some of you don't know me yet, like, um, you know, uh, are new here. And some that know me, like, this is not my comfort zone right here. My comfort zone is right there. And praying for people. And hugging people and encouraging people. But I know that this is part of encouragement also. So, um, so I'm stepping out of my comfort zone into what God has called me. All right? So uh, the other message or part of the message was also about grace. Freely give and freely receive. So what I did when I got home, I have this uh, on my phone, items to do list. How many of you have lists? I'm a big list guy. I got a list for the list. So um, anyway, so on, this is a list of people to call and things to do, my clients and all that, right? So on top of it, I wrote grace first because my wife always tells me, you need to work on your grace. I need a lot of grace, and I need your grace today, but sometimes I'm not that great in extending grace. I'm more like, this is the way it is, and that's it. You know, where Pastor Bill and Pastor Tammy are full of grace. Well, you got to give credit where credit is due, and you guys are. So um, anyway, so I wrote grace, and then this week, even as I was calling my clients, I said, oh, wait, I got to call this guy. Okay, oh, this guy. Let me put on grace. <laughs> so I did that. And you know, I got to be honest with you. It went well. I had a great week. As I extend the grace, I got grace back. What you sow, you reap. Old kingdom principle. Still works. Amen. All right. So um, let's see here. Grace is something I need to right, struggle and I need a lot of grace. These attributes of being forgiving and graceful not only improve our relationship with God, but also improve our relationship with one another. Um, and even with my spouse, ask her. She knows when I'm working in grace, she's happy. When I'm not moving in grace, she's not happy. After 33 years, we're still working on her. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so I want to add one more, let's call it tool, to this building relationship with Christ and peaceful living, graceful, you know, and uh, forgiving. And the other, uh, the other tool is that I want to add is trust. And the ability to trust God in all things. All right, not talking to anybody today. So for this I'm actually preaching to myself, but um, maybe, maybe there's someone else. So we can all say that this past year has been a trying year for all of us. It started out as an opportunity to respond, uh, uh, to, to spend more time with family 
and as we sheltered in place. And that was like such a great idea. It was a novelty for me. Wow, being home during the day. So that was great for a while. Uh, my wife says go back to the office. Um, you know, do something outside, garden, take up something. Anyway, um, however, though, um, when, um, when the unknown set in, anxiety started brewing in my spirit. And that caused me to withdraw. Some of you may remember at the beginning of the pandemic, I was on a couple of Zoom calls. Uh, I remember even Tammy making up, oh, look, I saw him on this prayer call. He was on this Zoom call. And then I withdraw. Um, that's how I am sometimes. Uh, I withdraw. Uh, maybe I'm admitting today a lot of my faults. And uh, that's why I'm asking for grace. And uh, so I withdraw. And so... I knew, well, some of us lost family and friends to COVID-19. Some of us lost their jobs. Some lost business. Some lost hope. I lost trust in God. We prayed. Nothing happened. At least that's how it appeared to me on the surface. I think my personal prayers were driven by fear and not by hope. So these were all ingredients that were leading me to anger, frustration, bitterness, and breakdown in my relationship with God. So I always knew to trust God, and I always did, because in my life, it, those who know my stories, it's all about his faithfulness. He's been so good to us. I mean, um, I have a book remembrance that it's like volumes, okay? I, I, how many testimonies in my life? Salvation, healing, business, uh, financial provisions, blessings, uh, I, I can't tell you how many, office space. I had office space for rent. Uh, I'm sorry. I had office space free of rent for five years. Um, uh, I mean, I even had some guy pay for my vacation with my family. Uh, it's crazy how God moves. And you know what Linda said? He cares about the little things. I, I'm here to, to attest to that, that he does. Not just the big thing like salvation, which is huge, but he also cares about what's in your heart. The little things in your heart. The things that you think, like, it's not a big deal. Uh, to him, it's a big deal. You're his child. If it's a big deal to you, it's a big deal to him. If my kids ask for something, they think something is, is important, then it's important to me also. How much more, your Father in heaven? Um, so I, I love testimonies, even the small ones, because they are small victories that lead us to win the big war, the breakthrough. So every little testimony is a stepping stone for our faith to get greater. So, but this year seemed different. Everything seemed harder. Everything was a struggle. For me, there was a lot of anxiety and mental stress. And I forgot how to trust my father. So I felt out to reach, I felt out to reach out to people. And I internalized a lot of things. My wife says, what's wrong with you? Like, she can see it in my face. There's something wrong. But sometimes I don't want to um, concern her. Not concern her, but I don't want her to worry. So I don't even tell her. So I internalize a lot of things. And, uh, but I withdraw. That's part of my problem. But I'm working on it. God is graceful and merciful. Look at me. We were saved in 1990. And, uh, and he's never failed me yet. Even when I didn't step up to what he was called. 
Anyway, so on top of the certainty, what happened? I had a medical procedure. Out of nowhere, uh, I had a quadruple bypass. Never in my uh, family, but there it was. I was the first one. And uh, plenty of reason to question God. And uh, so I started saying, Father, where are you? How could you let this happen to me? What's going to happen to me? What about my family? What about the people at work that depend on me to feed their families? It's not just me. What are you doing? I felt like everything that can be shaken was being shaken in my life. And yet, in the midst of this year, there were blessings from God. One of my daughter, Margot, got married. My other daughter, Lisa, bought a house. So we helped them move, and it was nice because they stayed with us a little bit. My grandson was with me. So that was all God. But you know what? I was so deep in, in complaining and anxiety that I did not even see that as a blessing. I'm just sharing my heart. Um, I, had a I had a surgery that was successful. And yet, how dare I complain? But I was so lost that all I was worried about, what about my job? What about those people? What are we going to do? And so I was failing to see him in the midst of it. So I questioned God and complained, but I never gave him time to talk back to me. I had my list. What are you doing? Nothing. I, I know. You're doing nothing. Yeah, that's it. All right, see you later. Goodbye. And uh, I, I made no time to listen to him or to hear what, what he was doing or even to see what he was doing. But God was always there for me. And uh, I couldn't even see him. In February of this year, I begged my wife to please book a trip somewhere, anywhere, because I needed to get away. I was so stressed out that I thought that going away would do me good. Or at least, you know, I could escape for a week. So I don't have to think about the guys. I don't have to think about nothing. Just let's get you and I. So, uh, so she, through my cousin, they had a timeshare. We left. We went. We booked something for March 30th. So I figured this gave me something to look forward to. You know, so I'm not, I don't have to concentrate on the other stuff. I could look towards this. See, I was trying to do it on my own. I was leaning on my own understanding. This is what I've done in the past. This is what has worked. So let's try the same thing that have worked in the past. So she booked it. We're ready. I said, okay, good. And uh, looking back, I believe that God was in that also. Because the happy thoughts of vacation made me still my heart and my spirit just a little bit. Enough for me to start hearing God. Because I love, you see, when we go away, I love walking on the beach. And that's where I meet my father. That's my happy place. And God always speaks to me when I'm in that place. So, thank God we both got vaccinated. And so, we felt a bit safer to go. So, now I was praying for a dream. See, now I'm like, okay, I know what I should do now. Let me pray for a dream. Before, everything was foggy. Everything was out of focus. Now, 
things are becoming a little more clear. Let me pray for a dream. And I haven't dreamt now in probably about over two years at this point. But I know God has given me dreams in the past. So I'm going to pray for a dream. So I had lots of questions about direction for my office. What are we doing? God, do you want me to close up because nothing is happening? You know, again, my office to me was like, I guess it also was my, it was my identity a little bit. So God was stripping me of that also. So it was very painful. Uh, you know, I remember when Bill was going through his thing with the orphan spirit. Like, we know things. But yet, when it happens to us, we're like, yeah, of course I know it. But no, no, no that's not me. But, but it was me. My identity is in the acclamation of my clients. Yeah, you're doing well, this and that. And probably that's, you know, that, that's everything. So God was stripping that also. So it was, so it was very painful. So, um, so one morning, uh, at the beginning of March 1st, I woke up, what I believe was a word of encouragement for my father in heaven. I even asked my wife, I said, can one prophesy to himself? Does that even happen? I said, I don't know. I think I heard the word of the Lord. Like, I said, but, well, maybe just a word of encouragement. And, um. Uh, And he was saying to me, like, the next 30 days were a time of cleaning up and preparation for the next season of my life. And, and I wouldn't need to work as hard as I have all my life. And it would look different than what you expected. I said, wow. And the instructions were, seek him, watch, and wait. So I said, right. actually, I was excited because I heard the word of God. And I hadn't heard the word of God for a while. So this is like, this brought life to my spirit. And I'm like, wow. I told Jules, I said, Jules, this is amazing. And she goes, yeah, I know, I've been trying to tell you. But... <laughs> so after that, things started happening. I had put in for my second PPP loan months, and that came in. Um, so now I didn't have to worry about my guys anymore. They were being paid and their families were being taken care of. Uh, my landlord agreed to uh, cut my rent for a while. We'll see how COVID goes. So we'll cut the rent. Is that what you could pay? All right, that's good. And uh, God again was faithful. My father came through at the right time. Just as he's done in the past. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But yet, we still forget. So now my spirit was finally quieted down quite a bit. And I stopped complaining. And I asked God for more direction for my business. I still need a direction for my business. And more clarity for my life. God is merciful. And uh, he gave me a dream. Now I got a word of encouragement. A dream. We have a connection here. Yeah. The connection has been open again. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. In the dream... I was speaking at a church. It wasn't this church. It wasn't this church. The members of the church were actually, and maybe somebody can interpret it a little bit more. Uh, uh, let me know after. Uh, the members of the church were mostly African American. And I, was, um, I wasn't sure of the message. Uh, but I actually told Bill, I said, Bill, could you please step to the side? I think I have a word. He goes, oh, yeah? I had no, but I had no idea what the word was. This is in the dream. In the dream, it was so real. 
And uh, Bill, in his graceful spirit self, goes, okay, sure. We trust the Lord. We trust the Lord. So, um, so I knew that it was my time to speak. Totally, again, out of my comfort zone and in front of people I didn't recognize. In a neighborhood I wasn't familiar with. I didn't know where I was. So, but that sounds like God, right? And because I say yes, he filled my mouth. So I started sharing on trusting the Lord. That's what I started sharing. And clearly, the message, I believe, was for me. And maybe some others there, uh, maybe some in this room, but on Zoom, on YouTube, but the message was really for me. Trust the Lord. This is how we've done it in the past. Not by you going away, not by you escaping, by you trusting me. If you go back in your book of remembrance, you've seen that you trusted me with this, and I was there. You asked me and trusted me for something else, I was there. You asked things that didn't even make sense. You told your wife, book a vacation, don't worry if we can pay for it, because God will make a way, which makes no sense to my wife or to anybody. She said, you've gone nuts. But yes, somebody says, do me a favor, take care of this quick, and I'll pay for your vacation. It's crazy. It's crazy how God works. It's amazing how God works. It's wonderful how God works. He's working when we're not working. When we're sitting down, we're sleeping, we're complaining, we're, uh, I don't know, striving, uh, doing whatever, everything else. He is working. Somebody needs to hear that today. He is working in your life. He is working for you. And like Linda said, it doesn't matter whether you cause something to get out of his will or not. His will is for you, and he's committed to finish that which he started. So, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, huh, you're good. So, let's see here. Where am I? I, I went off track. So anyway, um, in the dream, I was challenged the member to trust the Lord in the areas of life that they were unsure of. In the area of life where God had called us, but we keep resisting because of fear, fear of not measuring up, fear of falling short, fear of failure, fear of the unknown. Wow, I think I'm speaking to somebody here. Yeah, me. Speaking to me. But how many of you know that he created us with purpose and destiny? He wrote the story before we were even born. And he knows how it ends. And I'm telling you, it's a good ending. If he wrote it, it's a good ending. And he knows. He always moves when we can't. So that he gets the glory. So that you can acknowledge him. You can say, it was him, not me. It's all him. In the dream, I was speaking with confidence. Because I knew it wasn't me speaking. I knew it was him. And, uh, and how did I know that? Because I recognized it. Because he's done that in, in my life once before. When I took my architecture exam, there was, uh, I don't know, uh, it's a, it was, at that time, it was an eight-hour exam. And uh, so there was four hours left, and the teacher 
who gave me like one of these dry runs, he said, listen, if in four hours you have nothing, don't waste the other four hours. Pack up and go, because you're not going to make. So I had nothing four hours in. And I said, but I do have something. God, it's you and me. Father, Daddy, I need you now. I don't know what to do, what to draw, what to do, how to draw, but I need you now. And so, in those next four hours, my hand was moving so fast. Back then, we had to do everything by hand. There was no computers yet. My hand was moving so fast, and every line I drew, I didn't have to erase. Everything was, like, perfect. Sorry. Everything was perfect. So I got home that night, and she's, my wife says, how'd you do? I said, I have no idea. She goes, what do you mean? I said, it wasn't me drawing. She goes, well, who drew? I said, daddy. She goes, what? He goes, I don't know. God showed up, and he took my hand, and I've never seen him move like that. So I, it was, there was that confidence that it wasn't me. It was him and him alone. So that's how it was in the dream. When I was speaking, I was speaking with such confidence because, again, it wasn't me. It was him. Um, but it was him speaking to me to trust him. See, it's all about the trust. You see, when we lean on our own understanding, outside of understanding what God says about us, we, partners with, we partner with lies and fear and the author of those lies. And therefore, we remain crippled and do not reach the fullness of our destiny. But with God, all things are possible. So, Pastor Bill also mentioned last week that God desires relationship with us. He wants us to do things together. He's committed to this partnership. Right? Philippians 1.6 says, He that began a good work is faithful to complete it. So you see, God never is going to walk out on you. That's his promise. And if he said it, I believe it. From the beginning of time, God always was about relationship. He knew uh, that it was not good for man to be alone, so he took a rib out of his uh, side here and created uh, Eve. So out of one, he made two, and then later on, two became one in marriage. It was full circle. So when Jesus sent out his disciple, he sent them out two by two at a time because he didn't want anybody to be alone. Um, he always wanted to be there in the midst. Growing, so you see, there is no one alone. God wants each one of us to be in relationship with him first. Growing and trusting his leadership and his ways. Relationship, oh. Relationship always requires trust. And trust comes from spending time together. The more time I spend with my wife... The more I learn about her, the more we think like, the more we finish each other's sentence. Um, Sometimes, you know, she knows me so well that she does do that. Imagine if we spend that much time with our Father in heaven. Now we know what he's thinking about us. We can speak with words of encouragement. We can easily trust him, and we can live life peacefully. So the word trust in the dictionary is defined is a defined term by word, and it says the firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, 
or strength of someone or something. So trust requires investment of time. Even though I trust my wife with all my heart and everything else, I mean, everything, but she's still a human being. She's still a work in progress. So are we all. So she can still fail me at times or disappoint me. But God will never disappoint you. In my book of remembrance, I, have, I don't have one X yet. Everything is a check. He did. He came through. He's there. He was there. He was there. So when I look back in my life, even before I was in relationship with Christ, he was there for me. I remember, uh, and also I was told, at the age of two or three, I left my house, crossed two big streets to go to my grandma. Like a lot of cars and everything like that. And my mother was like crazy, like, where is he? She didn't even know I, I walked out the house. Um, but God protected me. God protected me. So even like when I was in the um, surgery room, right? I'm like, I know you're here. Where are you, Lord? Because it was scary. It was my first time in the hospital. I never had a procedure before. I said, where are you, Lord? And you know, after doing the sozos, you learn to look for God. I know you're in the room. Okay, where is God in the room when this happened? <laughs> where is God in the room? So, all right, I said, I'm looking. I don't see him. Uh, Lord, I'm in surgery. Quadruple bypass. Uh, are you aware what's going on here? Where are you? I said, let me look. All I, all I kept seeing was um, steel tables, big lights. It was like, oh, my God. This is for real. What is going on here? And uh, as I closed my eyes, I'm saying, Lord, I need you. I need to see where you are. And all of a sudden, a warmth fell over me. And I heard a voice. He said, I'm right here. I'm holding your hand. He was right there. The next thing I knew, I was recovering in the recovery room after surgery. Amazing. Even at the, even at the um, hospital, I was surrounded by angels. I mean, the lady who pre prepped me the night before, she goes, you're not leaving here until we're worshiping the Lord. So where we are in some room, semi-private, there's another person on the other side. She goes, we're going to start worshiping the Lord now. And we started singing. We started praying. Praying in tongues. I mean, I, I said, there's another guy. She goes, don't worry about him. God will take care of him. And there we are, right, Jules? I mean, we're worshiping, praying for about a half hour while she's prepping me for the next day's surgery. The next day, somebody's wheeling me into, into the uh, surgery room. And uh, they say, yeah, uh, and he's playing room. He goes, oh, who's your doctor? Because, you know, doctors like to play uh, music. I said, it's uh, this doctor. And he goes, oh, all right. He goes, he's, uh, he's got different music. I said, well, is there any Christian doctors? Maybe we could play some Christian music. He goes, it's going to be hard. He goes, it's going to be hard here. But, but um, he goes, well, well, you know, what do you want to hear? I said, well, I'd like to hear communion. So the guy says, well, I can, I can do that. I'll take the long way to the surgery room so we can hear the whole song. So here we are. I'm listening to communion. I mean, I thought you guys were going to sing it today, but uh, 
And it was God speaking to me. It was God telling me that he's always there. Trust me. He said, trust me. I got you. I got you covered. So here we are. We have people. See, as Christians, we are um, designated people to encourage other people. I mean, when you start looking, we're all over the place. We're like undercover because we don't want to be seen. But you know what? When the right time comes, I think we're all popping up. <laughs> we're all saying it's our time. We're all getting ready. We're all saying, not on our watch. Amen? So, so what are the benefits of trusting in the name of the Lord and his word? There are many, but I put a couple here down. I just want to give some uh, references. Mercy, Psalm 3321. But he who trusts the Lord, mercy shall surround them. Joy, Psalm 511. But let us, let all those who rejoice, who put their trust in you, let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Blessedness, Psalm 44. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Can I ask the um, worship team to come back up, please? Provision. Psalm 37.3, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. It shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Guidance, that's what I needed. So I'm going to repeat that verse. If you need guidance in your life, Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding, like I did. Learn from my mistakes, please. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. All right. Psalm 27 says, some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses, but I choose to trust in the name of the Lord, our God. So I ask you today, who do you trust in? Can we stand? Can we close our eyes? I want to invite Holy Spirit to show us areas in our life where we are still resisting to let go. And give us the strength to release to Him and to say yes to His calling and destiny. Let's continue to build our relationship with God the Father by letting go of weight of the weight of fear, the weight of shame, the weight of hurt, the weight of unforgiveness, loneliness, disappointment, performing spirit, 
the doctor's report, whatever lies we are partnered with and let us soar into our next season of our life with him sustaining us in every way. Like Pastor Bill said earlier, when you enter your new season, it's important that you finish right your last season. You don't want to bring the baggages in. Holy Spirit, have your way. As for me, I say yes to the calling of my life. I don't want to miss out on my destiny. I don't want to miss out on the blessings. I don't want to miss out on my time with him as he reveals the secrets of heaven. You know, this morning I prayed, Lord, today could you send an echo of heaven? Whatever's going on in heaven, can you bring it down today? What's going on in heaven? I know there's freedom in heaven. I want to see freedom here on earth. I want to see freedom to every one of us, for every one of us. Let not the weight of the lies weigh you down and cripple you. Step into this next season of our life. We're going into a next season. You're going into a next season. Your season is here. It's your choice how you enter it. I want to enter it walking side by side with Jesus. Walking side by side with my Father in heaven as he whispers in my ear, as he encourages me to do things beyond my imagination. When I, when he, when I say I can't, he says, you can. You can. You know why? Because I'm with you. I'm with you. Come Holy Spirit. Be our partner every step of the way. I wish I could invite you to the front. But we can't. But you know, I, I see Jesus just standing next to you. You don't have to look that far. He's right there. I feel his presence. There's healing here today for you. Thank you, Jesus. You are faithful. You are faithful.
If you're here today or you're hearing this message, easier for you. You are the one that he left the 99 for. Today we spoke about the prodigals coming back. But in some ways, we're all a little bit of prodigals because we've all lost vision sometimes. We all lose our ways. And God is saying, my arms open wide. Run into me. Run into me. I've been waiting for you. I love you. Do not worry. Do not worry about the next season. Just focus on Him. Yes. Come Holy Spirit.